0: Area 52 Australia's weirdest UFO encounters The Westall UFO incident Argued the biggest incident in Australian UFO Mythology is the Westall UFO encounter According to a combined 200 students and teachers on April 6, 1966 Here's a number for you to figure out, 666 I'm not saying no more UFO was spotted hanging around over two different schools, still High School and Westfield State School, for about 20 minutes while landing in a nearby paddock, eventually flying off again. The yep, it was being silvery dicks with a purple hue, roughly the size of about two cars. One of the explanations put forth is that they saw a weather balloon, but 50 years later, there's still no concrete evidence of what people saw. A Tully Salston Nest Also in 1966 The Tully Salston Nest, Tully is about 200km northwest of Townsville right, in northern Queensland and is where a 20-year-old banana farmer called George Petley claimed to have had a pretty close encounter with a flying saucer while driving his tractor. A man described seeing a blue-grey disc about twenty-five feet in diameter rise over a nearby lagoon before flying off. Upon inspection, a section of the lagoon, the size and shape of the saucer, appeared to have formed a whirlpool devoid of all plant life. Afterwards, the dead reeds started to float to the surface, forming a nest which the innocent takes its name. According to Pedley, when he took the owners of the Stoker Crane, told the owners of the sugarcane farm on which the incident happened. The owners said a few hours before apparently saw the dog had been acting strangely barking in agitated fashion and running in the direction of the lagoon where the supposedly emerged. And Nullabore Carjacking This was in South Australia in the year 18, 1988 the family, driving through the Nunnaburk, the- the- claimed that the entire car lifted off the ground by aliens, according to a wonderful detailed drive in the, sto- in the story. The Norse family were making a long drive from Perth to Melborough, when they were tormented by a long, large glowing spectre of light for t- ninety minutes. The glowing light chased them before landing on the roof, uh, lifting them clear of the ground. As described by a police spokesman at the time, apparently picked up the car off the road, shook it quite violently, and forced the car down on the road with such pressure that one of the tyres had blown. One of the family members in the car reported him voices distorted at the time and slowing down. Even a system of shock was just one of the coolest UFO things in the world. One of the weirdest things his mother said was at, to the reporters at the time after he picked them up, I went, went, went down the window and felt this thing on the roof. All this smoke stuff started coming in the car. The car was covered in black stuff. It was a, like still small light of sudden, it became big like, like a big ball. A car hell abduction. Five years later, the car hell abduction in which the woman. Driving back from elba from the Kong Ranges, claiming to have been abducted by aliens and Nana Voren North. Kali Carl, not a real name, her husband Andrew, reported seeing it looked like a blimp of a ring of orange headlights. Carl said that they, as they got closer, she became blinded by the light coming from the object and then woke up later noticing she had lost an hour of time didn't end there though she claimed to notice a new triangle-shaped mark on her stomach and after a few weeks began to recall more and more details of the abduction cahill described seeing skinny black figures with bulging eyes in addition for having seen people in two other cars who always make this abduction although none of these people I have spoken to the media outside of the UFO researchers. The Disappearance of Frederick Vatelix In 1978, Vatelix and his 812 l disappeared after reported following a flying object described as not an aircraft. You've been listening to Area 52, Weird, UFO Australia, Accountants. Da da, da. Welcome to Area 52. Wild West UFOs? Surely not. Well, oh, here are some possible UFO sightings during the... So-called era of the Wild West in America. James Lumley claims of hieroglyphics on downed UFO in eighteen sixty-five. Trapper James Lumley stated that he not only witnessed a craft crash in the ground, but also tracked the wreckage down. The wreckage in eighteen sixty-five claims were printed in several newspapers at the time, including the necessary Mrs. Mississ- Democrat. Now, late one evening while trapping in the mountains of Catabara Pass, Missouri. He saw an object fly across the sky, before it separated like the bursting of a skyrocket in the air. Seconds later, Lumley heard a huge explosion that made the ground shake, and was followed by a rush of air that swept through the forest around him. The following day, Lumley was witness to the college that a craft had left behind. As he had crashed to the ground, Tess had been up- upright. Trees have been uprooted, a path been cut through them by the object. He followed his path to stone object embedded in the mountainside. Upon close inspection, Lumley stated that the stone had broken into several compartments. There clear to be shattered glass around it, as well as Dark liquid substance, perhaps strangest of all, a claim that there were hieroglyphics in some of the compartments. The newspaper theorized that perhaps the occupants of the graph were from Mercury or Mercury, Uranus, and also stated by astrologers that astrologers had long held it, that, it, that it is probable that heavenly bodies are inhabited. The Silver Spervent of 1873. In Bonham, Texas, in 1873, workers in a cotton field noticed an object in the sky above them, travelling at a great speed, a shiny silvery serpent, caused all to panic and run for cover from the openness to the cotton field, rushing indoors or hiding under wagons, a speed is such that it is almost a blur in the broad daylight sky. The object apparently circled. A small town twice before speeding off from view. Twenty four hours from the sighting, Bonham, a similar object was witnessed flying over Fort Scott in Kansas. It caused a similar panic as it had done the previous day, causing soldiers to flee and parade ground and seek cover around from the strange machine. Away from the strange machine. There were numerous sightings made by range workers and cowboys alike across America at the time usually involving a silver bird flying fast but above them, but then fired away. The bullets then bounced off the creature's skin. Perhaps one of the most famous of these 1892 sightings is in Tombstone, Arizona, where two cowboys claimed to have given chased, to a shot and shot at a winged reptile as up to 160 feet long with its wingspan. That stretched over ninety over ninety feet. The Aurora Alien. In April, eighteen ninety seven, in Aurora, Texas, a strange craft came screaming out of the sky, crashed into a windmill on Judge J. S. Proctor's estate, and exploded in flames upon impact. The crash was witnessed by many local trans folk, as was the pilot who is an extraterrestrial. A report of the incident appeared in the Dallas Morning News of 19th of April. Part of their report concerning the pilot Pilot reads, Papers found in this person, evidently, evidently the records of his travels are written in some unknown hieroglyphics that cannot be deciphered. A pilot's funeral will take place at noon tomorrow. According to reports, the funeral did indeed take place, and the pilot's Grave was marked with a simple headstone in a rural graveyard. It remains there for over 70 years. To a journalist from the Dallas Times Herald, Bill Case took an interest in it, in and the encounter and began to investigate. He claimed they located the grave, as well as the test results that showed a small coffin that was present under the earth. By the time Case had begun the process of having the grave exhumed, however, the gravestone had suddenly disappeared. When it located the era Ma- the markers had stood, once stood, he found that the grave itself had been removed and nothing all was left to examine. Case wasted little time to laying the blame for this firmly at uh, the feet of the United States government. A further interesting twist to the incident, seemingly long-reaching effects, was, was the story of Crowley Oaks. Oaks who purchased the land where the UFO had crashed in na- 1935. Could the locals at the time, the wreckage of that craft had been buried and covered over as well near near the crash site? Oates cleared the wreckage so the well could be used for tender purposes as a water source of the Soon after, he and his family began to suffer a rave of health problems. It begins to be it connected to otherworldly world, other wreckage. Yolora Elaine Encounter ran along. Numerous strange sightings of the sky, United States, in the late 1890s. The airship sightings 1896 to 19, 1897. Beginning in November 1896, in the skies of San Francisco, California, a wave of strange aircraft sightings began. Hundreds of people witnessed the strange craft traveling with speed and scanning the land below that appeared to be searchlights. Further sightings were recorded the same day in Santa Rosa and San Comento. The sightings continued across America over the early, early months of 1897. Thousands of people witnessed them in newspaper reports after often uh, another detail each sighting. Many of the accounts, when read today, are strictly similar to modern-day UFO sightings. A scar-shaped and bright And multicoloured lights that he described are just examples, as descriptions of the quiet but constant whirring sound that was noticed when the aircraft ships were sighted on the 10th of April. An airship, airship. Sighting over Chicago was witnessed by thousands of people as the city came to a virtual standstill. Eleven days later, on the evening of twenty-first of April in Texas, another airship sighting was reported. This time, however, the witness, John Barkley, claimed he spoke to one of the crews. And here is the account of John Barkley. Barkley's dogs woke him. From his sleep that evening, they were barking, apparently agitated by something going on outside. He became more wake, to his senses. He noticed a whirring sound. Barkley, like everyone else, was well aware of the apparent sightings of strange aircraft. So he grabbed his gun and made his way out to his property. Once outside, he stood in amazement at the sight of a large aircraft ship, slowly coming down to the ground nearby. Butley later described his ship as being an oblong shape, with wings, with side attachments of various sizes and shapes. There were lights much brighter than electrical lights. That amazed Butley. Slowly, began to approach the aircraft as it settled down. A figure then approached him from the craft, asked him how to load his gun. He did so, and then asked the figure his name. Never mind my name. Call it Smith. My my name. It call it Smith. The name figure replied to him, having asked Barkley if he might attain for some items needed for his journey. He handed him a ten-pound bill, to bill, and uh, requested Barkley purchase for him lubricating oil, two cold chisels, and blue stone. He told Barkley to keep the change in the return for his kindness, and he might call on him some future day. Perhaps the strangest thing of the apparent pilot of the soj aircraft said to Barkley was response when he, where he's from. From anywhere, called back the stranger. But we will be in Greece the day after tomorrow. Other sightings besides that of Barclay It was one twenty to one hundred miles from in Jersey, and Texas was an encounter reported by the Houston post by Frank Nichols. He stated he'd brought from his sleep by machine noise outside his home. He went to investigate. He saw aircraft descending in the field. He claimed that two men carrying buckets approached him and asked if they could might draw water from his well. Three days later, the twenty fifth of April, the Texan town of Melchol. A sighting was reported to much of the town when a strange aircraft with bright lights appeared to drop anchor to the ground below, the anchor dragged along for some time before a figure above apparently cut it free as the airship disappeared into clouds. On 6th of May, during a rainy evening at the hot springs in the nearby state of Arkansas, a sighting was pulled by Deputy Sheriff mcmorris Lamore and Constable Stupa. A man described as having a long beard approached them while well, another crew observed to be stocking up a water panty in upcoming journey. The lady gentleman offered the two policemen a ride in the airship, stating that we can take you where it isn't raining. You've been listening to Area 52. Wild West UFO encounters.